0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It it is Monday here you. on Church Board oh. Confessions. Oh. He will direct your path. So what's that to fear again? Alrighty. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. What's up? What's up? I hope you guys have an amazing last week. Um, hope you guys have been doing well. Welcome back to the Church Board Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. Welcome to all of our die-hard, I mean, four years deep listeners, and welcome to all the new listeners that we might, you know, be um, be discovered by with this episode. But um, yeah, I hope you guys had a great week. I had a cool week. I got to see Coldplay. I got to see Coldplay. My bad. I got to see Coldplay um, last Thursday. Very impromptu. Shout out to my uh, one of my mentors, Thomas. He did the thing, man. Um, Came in clutch, man. I had no idea that I was going to go to that concert like an hour before it actually started, but ended up going. Had a good time. Um, Like, I don't know, like shout outs are for good things, but like there's also a negative shout out that I have in just the terms of like Uber and Lyft. Very disappointed in Uber and Lyft. I mean, they got to figure out what they need to be doing to make sure that their drivers are not always canceling rides because it's not you know, expensive enough, so then they just wait for the surge price to come, that was messed up, had to walk all the way back, like, a whole mile after the concert to get to our car, that was not cool, not, not cool at all, thumbs down, Um, but, you know, experience was cool, I've had a good week, man, testimonies is incoming, bro, I tell you, God has been good to me, yeah, 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 you know, I, I like to wait till everything's like completely settled before I start talking. You know what I'm saying? So by God's grace, you know, next week I'll, I'll have more information on, on my personal testimony. But God's been good to me. I really can't complain. I have been blessed in different areas of my life, man, all at the same time. And um, God is so good, bro. And I don't know what you're going through right now. You know, but I'll, I'll say this, man, looking back at the journey that he's brought me through when it comes to ministry, when it comes to my career, um, God knows what he's doing. He does not work on your time. He works on his time and kind of what we're going to talk about today. You know, you might be thinking about how things need to be going this way, this way, and that way. And you won't know until God like tells you that your way wouldn't have worked and it wouldn't have ended well. And you don't know that now, but because we always think that we know everything, But um, I'm really starting to see God move in my life as of recent to the point where I'm looking back at old Emmanuel and thinking like how impatient he was and how um, just so prideful he was and how if he got everything that he wanted, if God didn't tell me no and I got everything that I wanted, I don't think that any of you guys would be tuning into church boy confessions. I don't think that my name would be associated with things that are positive. Like, so God is good. God is good. Um, Quick announcement is that we got Bible studies tonight, 530 Pacific time, PM. Um, Hope you guys can come. It's tears to this, man. You know, it's one thing for us to have a conversation. Really, it's not, this is not a conversation. That's my point. Um, the podcast is not a conversation it's me talking at you and by god's grace if you're blessed by it as many of you guys have said you are it's it's amazing but this is not it right um the bible study we started so we can have a space to have conversation and we can you know at, you guys can ask questions in real time and we can all learn and study together so um i would definitely encourage you you know if you're free tonight show up you know what i'm saying bible study five thirty p.m pacific time We're going to come together. Shout out to the original, like, not original, but to the regulars that that are coming out to Bible study. Um, See you guys, you know, see you guys later. Um, But yeah, like, come out to Bible study, see what it's about, see if we can get, you know, deeper into the scripture with you. Also, fair warning for everybody watching on YouTube, um, it's one of those days where, you know, my lighting situation in this room is very much dependent on the weather outside if the sun is out or if the sun is not but the worst case scenario is when the sun can't make up its mind to be out or to be in so it's partly cloudy today there's going to be moments where you know it's super bright in here and the lighting looks weird and then there's going to be moments where it might be darker Um, or if i can figure out how to edit it in post-production that won't be a problem but pray that god maybe gives us some type of like studio or something like that that'd be cool i don't know how that would work out i don't know the logistics but it really would be cool to like i don't know maybe the days being in this room are, are coming to an end i don't know i don't know we'll see we'll see but it's kind of legendary i like you know i don't know we'll see we'll see but yeah just just fair warning but today we are going to talk about teamwork you know it's kind of funny because I recognize that there are some topics that are, like, very, like, interesting to people and then other topics that are less interesting to people. And, like, you know, if I'm honest with you, like, the topic of teamwork has never been super, like, interesting to me. And you'll understand why, because I've been a control freak my entire life, whether I knew it or not. Um, you know, everybody says teamwork and, you know, teamwork make the dream work. Is Teamwork is so important. And like, if I'm honest with you, for the most part of my life, I always felt like teamwork was a tool, you know, it was a tool when you needed it. Right. Like maybe you can't be everywhere at once. So then it's good to have a team. I never really valued teamwork beyond just something kind of superficial. Um, but things have been changing in my life. And if you are in a space where well, we're all in that space, right? Like if you are a Christian and you are a part of the church teamwork is very important and it applies to you and we're going to talk about that today but honestly i think a lot of the things we're going to cover today can maybe even be applied to other parts of your life where you are a leader or where you are a follower where you are a colleague subordinate whatever it might be like teamwork is kind of an essential part of life and I think that it's very important for us to approach the topic of teamwork from a biblical standpoint. Today, we're going to talk about being in the church specifically, though, because I think that's the absolute most important. And of course, what the Bible most directly talks about when we're talking about teamwork and collaboration. But yeah, back to my relationship with teamwork. Teamwork has never been something that I valued beyond the superficial. It was just kind of something that, you know, if I can't do everything at once, sure, I'm gonna ask somebody if they can do this. But even asking people for help, I don't know if you blame my upbringing or blame my culture whatever it might be eh, I'd rather do it myself right? I'm the type of person I like to do it myself. I'm a hustler I'm, I'm all those different things. What I don't want to do is to ask you to do something that I don't know how to do so then when you're not when you're not available and you're maybe not reliable then I have no way of getting it done. That's always kind of been my my idea of like you know why teamwork I, I wouldn't really like to depend on other people. Right. So for me, the, the goal was always, all right, I'll learn how to do it myself. So then I always have somebody to do it. Um, you know, Photoshop, like a lot of what I do <laughs> for unassociated and what I've been doing and making a living. You know, I, I was working in advertising for like almost two years had to do with, you know, Photoshop. Right. Like I didn't know how to do Photoshop when I first started unassociated, but I figured it out because what I wasn't going to do is go and ask somebody to make all this stuff for me premiere you know video editing podcasting i sat down i learned how to do it all myself because you know no one's going to do it for me like that's that was my mindset right i when we start when we was making a whole bunch of merch back to back to back i have friends that make merch i have friends that do a good job at making merch but for me it was it was <laughs> i have to do it you know um but when i tell you man after the things that i have been learning but well, I'll tell you this, they say teamwork makes a dream work. I don't know who started that saying, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was God himself, because what I have learned is that teamwork might not be super valuable to control freaks like control freaks like me or control freaks like you, but it is super valuable. It is super important to God. And if it's super important to God, then it should be super important to us. I've been a control freak. I've been perfectionist. You know, I've been obsessed with efficiency. You can ask people on the team. A matter of fact, don't ask people on the team. I don't want them to talk on my back. <laughs> oh, man. But ultimately, the reasons why I was like these things, it comes down to pride, you know, in its purest form. It comes down to maybe just distrust in others. It comes down to also just me always thinking that my ideas are better than other people's or things that come from me. Just I know how things are like I want things to be. So they have to be that, even though they don't have to be that, but they have to be that, you know, and, and, and if the goal is to give God my best or to give God the best. And you always think that you're the person that has the best ideas, the best things, and you're likely to always want to do things your way, your way, your way this started to really nip me in the butt you know why because then it starts to affect your relationship with other people um it starts to wear you out like you know you're shutting down people's ideas you know what i'm saying you're being nitpicky about things you don't have to be nitpicky about and when i tell you man i have been burnt out like i have been super tired and exhausted to the point where i don't even enjoy doing the work for god at some points and i know a lot of people that might be listening to this you're in ministry you're you know or you're in campus ministries in college whatever it might be and that was a big thing in campus ministries in college a lot of people felt really burnt out don't get me wrong I understand that we are doing the will of God I understand that you know it's going to take hard work it's going to take doing things that we don't want to do but at the same time we have to make sure that this culture of being burnt out it's not supposed like that's not the ideal vision of how God wants ministry to work God wants teamwork. He doesn't want everything resting on one person. No, 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 no. God wants teamwork. And we're going to talk about that today. Some of us, you know, all of the burden is on us when it comes to doing the work of God in our church or in our campus ministries in these spaces. Um, And, you know, sometimes it's because there just isn't enough manpower aside from us. Right. So then it kind of all falls on us. But other times it's really because we're control freaks and we're perfectionists. Like myself, you know, I have a team of 14 people unassociated, why, why, am I, why would I be doing everything? Is it because nobody wants to do anything? No, it's just because I have things I gotta work through myself. So I didn't value teamwork for a while and I was wrong for the ideas I had surrounding teamwork. And there was this quote that I read, and, and I've read it here on this podcast before, but I don't exactly remember where I got the quote from. I have a, you know, I guess it's a bad habit because, you know, the person that wrote this, I definitely want to give them their credit, but I have a bad habit of like, when I see something profound, I kind of just screenshot that section. And then I just kind of store it somewhere on my computer, or on my phone. So, you know, if you're if you ever come to this episode, author of this quote, um, and you would like to, you know take credit. just reach out to me. I apologize for not having the credit, but this this uh, quote said this. It said, um, when we make efficiency one of our primary goals, whether we realize it or not, we risk the possibility of missing what God intends to teach us through collaboration and trust. This quote right here really got me all right this quote right here really made me it it was kind of like the part that really started to make me shift like how I perceive doing the work of God because like like I said I was so obsessed with efficiency but for someone to critique like being efficient isn't that like the most innocent greatest purest thing in the world like you want to be efficient to work towards some type of goal Right. Like, so in my head, my being a control freak was justified because it was an obsession after something that was good, getting the goal done, you know, getting it complete, getting it done quickly, easily, efficiently, smoothly with no issue. Um, But the reality is just like how this quote, you know, put it when we're obsessed and our primary goal is efficiency, we have the tendency to miss what God wants to do through collaboration and trust because the reality is and i've said this before your idea of the most efficient way is not always god's way you might be wanting to go a straight line but god wants you to take detours and guess what if it's a detour like if god is the one that's causing you to take the detours then it's not really a detour that's just god's path you know you can't be saying that oh this is the most efficient way unless you know the goal a lot of us, we feel like, okay, we know God's goal when it comes to a project. It's to get this thing done. But the reality is God can have multiple goals running at the same time. So when you're focused on one goal, you're kind of come up with a plan like, all right, this is how we're going to achieve this goal. And we're going to achieve it in the most efficient way. But the reality is, if you go in that direction, your way, chances are you're going to be missing out on all the other things that God wants to do, all the other goals that God wants to do, because in your head the goal is one dimensional, but in God's head, the goal is multidimensional. There are people you need to have conversation with. There are rooms you need to be in. And in your head, it didn't make sense. In your head, those places, those spaces, it slowed you down. In your head, asking somebody else to do it only wasted time. But in God's head, he was doing something with other people. And when you just try to cut through that in order to achieve one one dimensional goal, you are essentially getting in God's way. Because God is not only concerned with things getting done, he's not only concerned with things getting done right, he's also concerned with things getting done with us together in a team. That's what God wants. He wants us, the body of Christ, to work together. He wants his children to work together he wants ministry to be successful not because of one man not because of one woman but because of a team because of a family he wants his children to work as a team to carry out his vision not a whole bunch of control freaks all trying to enact their will on how things need to be going ephesians chapter 4 verse 15 to 16 we read this uh, last week it says but speaking truth in love talking about the church the church may grow up in all things into him who is the head christ from whom the whole body talking about the body of christ joined and knit together watch this by what every joint supplies According to effective working, watch this, by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. May God bless the hearing, reading and understanding of his word in Jesus name. The Bible says that we as a church, we as a body of Christ can grow edifying itself in love, not by a whole bunch of people working as individuals, Not by a whole bunch of control freaks trying to enact their will, but instead, by what every joint supplies, by which every part does its share, which means the body of Christ grows through all of us using the spiritual gifts that God has given us in collaboration, in teamwork. God's power moves through us, and he grows the church through our collaboration, Not through Emmanuel doing everything, not through you doing everything, not through your pastor doing everything, not through the secretary or the women's leader or the or the men's leader or the youth pastor or just one person running the entire show. It is through what every joint supplies, everybody doing its share. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse four. There are diversities of gifts with the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities. Watch this. But it is the same God who works all in who all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The Bible says that God is working all spiritual gifts through all his people For the profit of all his people. It's not just about you. It's about all of us. God is working through all of us. God has given all of us some type of gift. Those of us that are his children. And it's for all of us to profit from. We are all a part of this. We are a part of this plan. We are a part of this vision. All of us. And let me tell you, it makes sense that God likes collaboration because even the Trinity, the three persons of God are collaborating when we talk about the work of our salvation. Who sent the son? The father sent the son. The the, the son died for us and the father rose him up. And then the father has now sent who? The Holy Spirit to be indwelled with us and, and cleanse us and purify us, regenerate us from the inside out. If the Trinity... Is collaborating. The father is not doing it all by himself. The son is not doing it all by himself. The Holy Spirit is not doing it all by himself. What makes you think that you are supposed to be doing it all by yourself? God values and wants collaboration. And he wants his vision, his purpose, his will to be carried out in the body of Christ through collaboration, not through you doing everything because you're a control freak. Not through you trying to enact all of your will because you're so obsessed and you're a perfectionist. I enough is enough already. Just because you're perfectionist is not like you know people say they're perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist, so I just like I don't care. God doesn't care that you're perfectionist. <laughs> all of what we are should be under submission of God's way. It doesn't matter if you're perfectionist. Put that to the side. Die to it. If that's what's causing you to go against the Lord and his way of doing things, die to it. If perfectionism is getting in the way of you doing things, operating in the church, how God wants you to operate, die to it. Don't get it twisted. If, even if it sounds like a good thing, even if you think it's good, it's not about what you think is good. It's about what God wants. It's about what God says is good. If the three persons of the Trinity are collaborating, (laughs) we definitely, brothers and sisters of Christ, should be collaborating. God has designed the church to grow through collaboration with our spiritual gifts. It's not about individuals. It's about collaboration. It's about trust. It's about unity. It is about love. And I don't preach these things just to you. I preach these things to myself as well, because I'll be the first one to admit this is not one of those messages that I'm preaching because I've overcome this. I still struggle with this now. So you're probably going to see me preaching this and then, you know, God's working in me. Don't get me wrong, but I probably mess up with this tomorrow, but God's working in me and I have a repenting heart. Absolutely. And I have gotten better, and I have gotten better. Absolutely, ask Danielle. <laughs> I've gotten better. You know what I'm saying? And in the in what I have learned in getting better and actually trying to take steps back, because I'm trying. I, I've learned. I learned a couple things. I, number one, one thing I've learned in just trying to stop being a control freak and actually collaborate and value teamwork is that no matter what your pride may think like other people can have a better idea than you like understand that like i understand that you think that your idea was really good <laughs> but like that next idea that, that other person has can be better and even if that's not the idea different ideas can be the seed that is planted and really the foundation for a better idea i've learned the importance of hearing out and trusting other people's ideas because mine is not always the best also another thing i learned the second thing i learned was things being perfect is not worth offending your brothers and sisters in Christ. First of all, do understand this, your idea of perfect is your idea is perfect. It doesn't mean that it's perfect. So please understand, especially when it comes to and you're going to have to use some discernment here, but there are some things where it's like you're you're just being a kind of a a stiff-necked perfectionist. And Really, just kind of being just extra, <laughs> I guess that's the word i I can use, and in this case, man, like, I understand that you want things to be perfect, but trust me, it is not worth offending your brother and sister in Christ. It is not worth trying to shut down their ideas and shut down their entire mood and their countenance like. You got to really lean on the Holy Spirit for discernment, you know, with how you give critiques and how, what, what ideas is good or to shut down or to let kind of play out. Like just, I know, I know that a lot of us want things to be perfect, but it is not worth offending your brother and sister in Christ. Another thing I learned, number three, is that you cannot control everything. We know this, but we act like we don't when it comes to life. We say this, but that's not how we live our lives. You cannot control everything. You have to be able to trust God with the things that you cannot control. Big time. Um, Ultimately, teamwork is about two things. It's about building relationships. Excuse me. It's about building relationships and it's about trusting the Lord. Um, excuse me. When it comes to the things of Christ, we are not just teammates. We are brothers and sisters in christ the reason why we're called brothers and sisters not partners not teammates not homies we're called brothers and sisters which means that we are a family yeah i know when you go to your work you don't like when people say you know work family and because it's really not genuine and you know you're really just a team whatever it might be um but that's not how it is how it is with the body of christ it needs to be a family it needs to be we're brothers and sisters in christ it needs to be a family even though there's that verse where I mean, the church wasn't established at this time, but I still think that the sentiment is there when, you know, Jesus is talking to people and then they say, Jesus, you know, your mother and your brothers are outside. They're, they're, you know, they're trying to get to you You say, who's my who's my brother? Who's my mother? Who's my who's my relative? Like, you know, like it's those that do the will of God, it, our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are family, man. We are family. And we might not be blood related, but we are related through the Holy Spirit that is moving through the both of us, man. When we are talking about things of church, it's not enough for us to just be teammates. We are family. And if there's anything getting in between you and family, let's talk about it. Let's root it out. Let's have the discussion. Let's have the interventions. Let, let's let's mend relationships and let's reconcile um so I told you guys about this spiritual spiritual formation course that I'm taking in seminary right now and essentially it's like it's for like the next three semesters literally I'm going to be meeting with my mentor and we go through this whole curriculum that the school prepared and I took this um it's it's an amazing course so far I have learned so much from it already this is like the second episode that's been inspired from that course in some way shape or form so there you go um but yeah, so I was, um, I was asked as a part of the course to take this like personality trait test, like a leadership test type of thing. When I tell you it read me and it ate me up, bro, like literally like, you know, it was saying, you know, in layman terms, like, bro, you're way too obsessed with productivity and checking boxes off of a task list and you need to be more people oriented. That's literally what <laughs> this thing told me. <laughs> you know with grace with grace um and yeah i mean clear as day clear as day so i mean like i said i'm not preaching this from a place of i've now overcome this i'm preaching this from a place of i'm working on it i see my fault and i see where the scripture now disagrees with how i have been looking at life and the holy spirit's going to do his work on me all right um Teamwork is also about trusting the Lord. This is the last point I'll make. We'll go to Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. And it says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowd, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord for, of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So Jesus sees all these different people, you know, that's helpless, harassed, and he just has compassion on them. He says, "You know what? Like we need we need laborers. We need manpower. <laughs> like we need not just manpower, we need people that God the father can send for this harvest because the harvest is there. There are people who want Christ, but there's not enough teachers and preachers and and, and, and laborers really that can help, that can disciple, that can lead. Um, and the reason why I like this passage and the reason why I want to note it is because when you recognize that, you know, Jesus's instruction was pray to the Lord of the harvest to provide laborers for the harvest. What that tells me is that God, it is from God that the laborers for the kingdom are supplied. God is the one who raises up the laborers for the, the work of the kingdom, and he's also the one, since we know about our spiritual gifts, he equips us with the spiritual gifts for the work of the kingdom. And if that is true, if that's the case, that God is providing the laborers and he's also equipping the laborers, then sometimes I believe trusting the Lord looks like just trusting him to flow through, his power to flow through other people which i'm guilty of not doing sometimes we might get the idea that god is only moving through us that is not true god is moving through all the different parts of the body of christ when you're a control freak a prideful control freak perfectionist obsessed with efficiency You can trick yourself into thinking that if I don't get it done, no one's gonna get it done. If I don't do if we don't do it this way, then it's not the right way. But sometimes trusting God looks like trusting him to move through others. Sometimes maybe the thing you do when you realize you're shorthanded or when you realize things aren't going right is not immediately go into action and take responsibilities from other people or 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 shut things down and and do everything yourself but maybe it looks like getting on your knees and praying to the lord of the harvest to supply laborers maybe it looks like getting on your knees and praying to the lord of the harvest to equip laborers so to all my control freaks Start with relinquishing control to the Lord. Maybe you don't trust everybody, but trust that God can use someone else. Let's start there. Baby steps, <laughs> baby steps. Maybe we don't trust other people to get things done. But From now on, we are going to trust that the Lord of the harvest will both supply his laborers and equip his laborers for the work of the kingdom for the harvest. And we're going to start there. Because it's very important for us to know that God wants and loves collaboration in the body of Christ. And that is how he wants things to be. And that is how he wants to move. That is how he wants us to grow. And if that's what God wants and that's what God says, then we, as his children, ought to be obedient. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for... Honestly, what you're gonna do, God, I just pray, Lord, that for those of us that are listening, definitely, you know, been challenged by this episode, and those of us that maybe aren't challenged now but can be challenged later, because I didn't know I was a control freak until later in my life, you know. Um, I just pray, please help us, oh God, that any part of us that is so obsessed with efficiency and perfectionism and You know being a control freak any part of us that does not value teamwork and collaboration father i pray lord that you touch us there that you purify us there and help us in our heart of hearts to align with the holy spirit to be in step with the holy spirit um and for the holy spirit to do the work in us myself included for us to value what you value to do things how you want us to do things even if it's going to take longer even if it's going to make us jump through more hoops and you know depend on other people more and we're not comfortable doing that and whatever it might be oh god father whether it be pride uh whether it be a lack of trust lord that is keeping us from doing things how you want to do them oh god father have mercy on us and i pray that you uproot those things purify us from those things in the mighty name of jesus christ We pray and also i'll add father god i just pray for your church and i pray for the leaders and i pray for the laborers oh god that are tired i pray for the church that doesn't have order um i pray for the spaces that just the laborers aren't there i just pray that you equip that you provide that you establish that you strengthen um and that you just genuinely those that that are tired as well oh god that you just remind them that they are pleasing you just just give them that reminder oh god that you are pleased by how hard they've tried and then also bless them father god with people that will help them because you are the lord of the harvest you are the great provider oh god in jesus name amen love you guys hope you guys have an amazing week and i hope to see you guys tonight 5:30 p.m. pacific time at Bible Study. Talk to you guys next week. Peace.